Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Back to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. I am Cami Black, and somewhere out there across the deep blue sea of the internet, we've got Rory Baldwin. Hello. And Ian Hay. Good evening. Uh, gentlemen, you both well? Yeah, very good, thanks. Good. Yeah, um, very good, thank you. Good. Well, well, everyone listening, if you're listening to this and you've already found us on Apple Podcast, ACAST, Spotify, or the blog, uh, scottishrugbyblog.co.uk, where um, you can leave us your comments. Um, on, we don't get many comments under the, the podcast post, so um, feel free to leave them and we'll pick them up. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at ScottRugbyBlog or at Cammy Black. We're on theoldfacebook.com. Uh, we're on something called email, podcast at scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. And just this week, we've taken the plunge and joined Instagram, which is under Scottish Rugby Podcast, just to try and uh, attract some young folk. Um <laughs> We're going to try something different in this a, week. In um, a wholesome way. In a wholesome way, yes. yes we're not enticing anyone with sweets. Um, although um, I, I'm happy to post sweets out to people in return for listening to the podcast. Maybe that's some, maybe we should do that. Prizes for listening or comments. Yep. Along with proof of age. Yeah. I might look into badges. I might look into badges or something over the summer break. Um, anyway, uh, we're trying something different this week. There's going to be two podcasts for the price of one. So in this week, uh, this episode, we're going to look back at the Canada game, um, and then the next episode, um, we'll be looking at some of the latest developments in the world of Scottish rugby, including Glasgow season ticket prices, Mini Murrayfield, and the fallout from the Keith Russell affair. Um, Ian and Rory, then, first things first, are a cappella anthems the future? Mm, not sure. Not for me. I mean, I have to confess that I was in a hurry to watch the game because I didn't stay up and watch it live. Um, so I did buzz through the anthems. So I couldn't couldn't tell you. I wouldn't have known they were a cappella. I, I only, well, I only know it because some people were complaining about the Scottish anthem on Twitter or social, and other social media bits. Um, and I think it was Graham Love found out that it was just, Canada had done some random shout out saying, "Does anybody know the basically? Does anybody know the lyrics and tune to Flower of Scotland that wants to come along <laughs> and sing it?" <laughs> this, 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 this I mean, young... yeah, it's always uh, it's always it's always interesting on the summer tours seeing the uh, seeing the, the sort of, you always get slightly different interpretations of the anthems to what we're used to from the you know the Six Nations and things, which are all, all fairly standard and obviously the the kind of tried and true one that they they do at BT Murrayfield. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, all... so it's it... fun. Yeah, it was odd because it was a young girl, and apparently she's got Scottish heritage, which is why she she'd gone and and sung it, and she was quite nervy. And I just, I there was no band, which was odd, and I thought maybe they just hadn't booked a band. Um, but then when they started singing <laughs> the Canada talk. one as well, then they didn't have a band for that either. So I'm assuming that's just how they do it. Maybe yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was just t- ticket sales. If the ticket sales had been better, then they'd have, they'd have been able to cough up a little bit extra for a band. For a band, yeah. Um, 
Now, when we review games on the podcast, we use our head, heart, and ass ratings that Al Kerr came up with back when the blog first started. So for the uninitiated, head is the sensible and reasoned takes from the game. Heart is the more emotional reactions. Um, and ass, it can either be negatives or just us talking out of our asses and making bold statements. We can't back up with facts or reason. Um, shall we uh, start? Ian, by the way, did you do player ratings for this? Because there was some talk that you might do. Yes, I did. You did. Do you, shall we do player yes, ratings then? Lots of sevens and eights. Sevens and eights. Do you, um, want, to, do you want to go yeah, through the backs like... first then? Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll start with this rather than head, heart, arse. Yeah, we'll start with this and then we'll go into head, heart, arse yeah. afterwards. Okay, okay. Right. Well, uh, I'll start with the backs. Um, Kinghorn, I gave an eight. Uh, I thought he was very good. He returned um, some of the sort of clearance kicks with a bit of interest, which then, you know, Canada usually kicked a touch, gave his good field position, um, ran well with the ball. He was pretty handy, I thought. It was interesting they had oh. him taking the uh, kickoff. The starts. Yeah. And the yeah. kicks, yeah. That's, that's, that's quite good. I suppose that's quite a good going forward to have that extra option. Yeah, he said the, the, some of the ones he did that had really long hang times on them. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to maybe knock a couple of points off him uh, in hindsight because I had money on him to score a try and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think we'll stick with eight. Yep, I think that's fair. It was only three quid. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so next up, uh, Lee Jones, um, who hardly touched the ball before he had to go off, and that's his tour over. Uh, I think it's a hamstring injury, uh, so I've given him a six. Uh, I think he touched the ball like three times, yeah. and he didn't make a mistake. So, six yeah, so, something. I think it was his knee. Um, yeah, and they've called up Dougie Fife as a replacement. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really do much. Um, I mean, he was he was marking DTH van der Merwe. So I think I said it in the match report. That was probably the only player you know man-to-man matchup where Canada had the edge if uh, you know if, if Kevin had been doing one of his uh, head-to-head head-to-head things I think that would have been the only one Canada were in, were in credit certainly ahead of the game and probably um, on reflection uh, yeah disappointing for for Lee um, that he hasn't really uh, hasn't really had a chance to, to get, put much of a tour together but um, yeah it could be interesting for for Dougie, Dougie Fife I think and Byron McGuigan are quite similar players um so, yeah, we, we might get to find out which is, who's, the, who's the better of them. Was Dougie Fife's last game the one where Israel Dag jumped over his head? No, it was Tonks. You're thinking oh, Israel Falou as well, yeah. and it was Tonks. Tonks. No, uh, Dougie, I think... uh, Fife was last in 2015 was his last cap, I think, because I was looking at it earlier. Is it Six Nations England game? Uh, I'm not sure. I can find out. There was, that, tell you on was, the... it, was it, it, there was that horror game he had against France. Yeah, I think. That, well, I mean, one, was that not one of his early, quite one of his quite early caps? Was was pretty Let's, bad. And you then look, he, then you he look, came onto a game. Yeah, you look that up. Um, and you and uh, Ian, why don't you tell us about what did you give Byron McGuigan? Um, McGuigan, I gave an eight actually. Uh, he took his try well, and watching it back, he did do a fair bit of good defensive work as well. So um, yeah, I'm giving him an eight. Uh, it was unlucky as well not to not to get the, the inside pass from Bennett that he was screaming for, but yeah, uh, nah, eight thing for him. Yeah. yeah, I think that was fair enough. Yeah, I think that, that seems fair. Uh, any update on Dougie Fife, Rory? Yeah, his last game was, um, I think, I'm assuming these are in order, Ireland would have been Ireland in the uh, 2015 Six Nations. So he played, yeah, he played um, played a couple of games on the tour in 2014. And then yeah, he was on the bench for France and then started against England and Ireland in 2015. And that was the last yeah. we saw of him. 
He scored against France, didn't he? I think he might have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then centres. I thought I thought James Lang had a, was showed a lot of promise. Yeah. Um, I've given him. I've actually given both him and uh, Harris a seven. Um, he did do some nice things to start with. He was a wee bit lucky with the um, the uh, tr- sort of try pass because uh, he got a second go at it. <laughs> um, but did a fair, did a wee bit of good bashing up through the middle. Um, but no, he looked pretty pretty handy. Um, was he on for about fifty minutes? Was it? I think so. Yeah, he was off for an HI, and there's been no update, so I assume he got the all clear. Yeah, he got the. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Harris. Oh, sorry, on you go. Well, no, I mean, uh, I, I would agree. Yeah, um, I looked. Uh, he looked, looked pretty handy. Um, but yeah, onto onto Harris, I guess. He was. Uh, what did you What did you give him? Seven, did uh, you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, that's a seven point five. I don't know. Yeah, uh, mm, I, I mean, he was, it was his best game in a Scotland chart, but that's not it, really saying a lot. Yeah, that that's definitely true. But as you say. Um, it was it was funny because he I mean he, actually in the second half in the defence I thought he he was looking pretty good um, aside from that neck roll uh, yeah. penalty uh, that, that we saw um, but yeah he still he was still sort of uh, when he was getting the ball he was he was still kind of um, kind of pushing towards the try line a bit not straightening it and running out of space which is kind of what we saw from him in the Six Nations. Um, I don't know, maybe the, the sort of attacking setup that they use at uh, Newcastle is slightly different and maybe gets a bit bit more out of him. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll see him again on, on the tour. Um, yeah. At least he's he's got that under his belt and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a horror show. I, I, th- I mean, for me, I mean, it's, I was less impressed, I guess. I don't, I, I think you're right. I think he did he, defensively. I couldn't fault him. I think in attack... He reminded me a little bit of the way that Scotland were attacking five, six years yeah. ago and just sort of, you know, running out of space. And he, he lacked that composure that we've started to see Scotland have. There's a bit of trial line fever. He dropped the ball with the line in sight because he sort of changed his mind at the last minute at one point. And I don't, you know, I thought that I sort of see how he got himself in the situation with the neck roll. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that he's. He answers any of any sort of great need or gap that Scotland have, given we've got quite a lot of depth at centre. Um, yeah, I assume we'll be seeing Duncan Taylor um, probably next week, and we'll, we'll see how he goes. But he's, I mean, Taylor's probably one of the the front line three choices for those two centre buffs. Yeah, I would have yeah, been. I, I think mean, I would have. I would have been. I would have probably agreed with your rating, Ian, if they if he'd put that performance in against anyone other than Canada. Yeah, I think we'll get to that when we get to sort of our area. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we? So we've done the centre. So um, we've done McGregor Jackson. So the, the 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 magnificent mustachioed. Uh, if we were going on mustaches, it'd be a ten without doubt. Um, but I've gone for a, a seven point five. I thought there were very nice touches in there. Um, he was very unlucky with the the near try. Uh, the penalty try, I mean, I suppose it was just instincts, so I'm not going to mark him too harshly for that, but I thought he looked quite good. Um, so I've got him a 7.5. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think it, uh, I, again, we'll probably come on it in, in head, heart and arse, but I, it's 10 worries me less after that game because I think that he could, if, if worse came to worse and we had some mad injury crisis at 10, in the World Cup, I think he could still come in and do enough of a job. 
Yeah, you might take him as a sort of utility um, cover up for Hog as well. But yeah. unless you want to start playing Hog at 10. <laughs> um, then um, Sal, uh, Sam Hidalgo Klein. Klein, I've gone for a seven. Um, he was pretty nippy around the, you know, around getting to the breakdowns and stuff, but there was nothing spectacular. Um, a couple of loose kicks, I thought as well. Um, so I've gone with a seven. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually um, really impressed by him. A first half, um, I thought he was, he was pretty good. The service was pretty, pretty decent. Um, I, I, th- it's, I suppose it's well. Jackson, I thought had a had a good game. But he was almost the opposite of Harris. He had a pretty good first half and then made a few silly errors in the second half um, and obviously got, got sin-binned. Where, was um, he, where, was he, yeah. where did he end up playing in the second half when um, I think he was playing 12. Yeah, right. um, so, I mean, yeah, he, he, he was good. Um, Hidalgo Klein, I thought, yeah, was, was pretty good. He, I don't think he did anything, anything wrong particularly. Um, he maybe just suffered in, in sort of in comparison to Ali Price when when Price came on because Price just had a couple of half breaks that sort of I guess um, got, put a bit of gloss on on his his kind of half hour cameo. Yeah, I suppose um, at that point in the game, the game's breaking up because Canada were blown a bit by that point. So yeah, yeah. Um, forwards. Forwards. Yeah. Do you what should we do? Should man of the, man of, alleged man of the match, David Denton. Um, or official yeah, man of the match anyway, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought he had quite a good game. Uh, again, you know, it's not the toughest of opposition, but I didn't agree with man of the match. I gave him an eight. I thought the whole back row unit were good, but mm-hmm. um, I, I thought he was outshone by his two younger part, counterparts. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't know whether I, I don't know who awarded who awarded the man of the match. I don't know if it's just if it was somebody, some sponsor in Canada, and just basically because yeah. he's tall and got ridiculous hair, they just said. <laughs> well, he's easily spotted more. that quite often. As uh, yeah, that quite often makes it uh, makes it easier because he's recognisable. Um, it's probably why Richie Gray used to get it a lot. But I was just thinking that myself, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Denton. It's a funny one because he. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, a lot of the guys commenting on the sites, you know, said he didn't. He didn't make too many passes, which he doesn't. You know, that's not really his thing. Um, but he did. He did keep the side going forward. He go. He gets them going forward in short bursts. I guess would be the, the sort of charitable way of saying. Um, yeah, I he did quite well in set piece as well. But yeah, I mean, he's he's battering through them. Um, you know, the whole pack were were pretty much spot on in the you know in the scrum and the lineout. So mm. um, yeah, I mean. It'll be what it'll be what Denton wants, you know. That'll be what, what he wants to kind of settle it, settle himself in there. Um, he'll know that on the tour there's not a massive amount of um, competition at eight. Although I guess uh, we'll see how how Fagerson goes if he gets the nod against America. Um, but yeah, he, you know he'll be Denton will be targeting that Argentina game I think for for a big performance because that could that could set him and you know that could secure him in the in the squad at least probably two to the Six Nations and possibly beyond. Yeah, and then um, Jamie Ritchie and Magnus Bradbury. Do you do them as a pair, Ian? All right, well, um, I've given Jamie Ritchie an 8, but sort of a bit of a better 8 than Denton, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'll knock up to an 8.5. Um, no, I thought he was really good. Um, whenever yeah. I've not seen a huge deal of Ritchie. Um, but, you know, whenever Edinburgh play, I do try and watch it. Um, but every time I've seen him, I've, I thought he's, he's looked very aggressive. He gets His line speed's phenomenal. Um, so I thought he had a, a great first cap. Um, Bradbury, uh, I've actually given him a nine. I thought he was outstanding, um, and he got a try as well. Um, he probably carried a bit more than Richie, which is why he just shades it over him. 
uh, but I thought the, t the pair of them worked brilliantly together. Yeah, the, uh, the I mean, yeah, I was, I was, and Bradbury was the sort of, he was the guy that came to light a little bit sooner in terms of, uh, you know, getting the, um, getting the starts for Edinburgh and, and he was the kind of the, the, the great hope. And then obviously he had his captaincy worries at the start of the season Yes. and Richie got a long run of games. And I mean, the first sort of probably two months of the season, Richie was outstanding. So I'm really glad that he's, he's got his cap now. Um, he definitely deserves it. And uh, yeah, he had a he had a, a really good game. He's I mean he's a slightly bigger seven than the likes of Hardy or, or Watson, so maybe you know what we're used to seeing. But um, he does he does he sort of uh, yeah he's he's reminiscent of a young John Barkley, and I guess he's you know he has he has captained the age grade sides as well, so that could be something that's maybe in his future too. Yeah, and that's this is the sort of game I guess that that's ideal for the likes of Jamie Ritchie and even Magnus Bradbury, who's been out of the set up for a while I mean it was Brad Bradbury's debuts against Argentina at Murrayfield wasn't it so it's it's yeah they put in the sort of performance that you would want to see from you know guys that have only won a couple of caps yeah um second draw then uh Gilchrist and Toulouse Toulouse um I've given the pair of them eights um Gilchrist they were, they were both very good um they're, they're working them all uh, getting that driving forward I thought was excellent they seemed to work everywhere they seemed to be together they were like a tag team um I thought they were both very good Gilchrist pro uh they both had actually some good good charges with ball in hand um I thought the, the penalty that was given against Toulouse for having his hands on the floor was very harsh I don't um, think that was what that penalty was given for I think that was given against Richie but because of the for, yeah. just because of the terrible camera angles, it was hard to tell. Yeah. But I think Richie was penalised for holding on in the tackle. I don't think it was. It was for hands on the floor. Yeah, as BT and Patterson were telling us. Yeah, yeah. But we might come on to be, take... we might come on to um, that commentary later on. Um, we very much mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's fair for them both. I think, yeah, neither of them. Yeah. they made some good carries, but I, again, it's this. It's it's only Canada, and I would expect Gilchrist and Toulouse to have maybe done a bit more. Yeah, I would maybe knock a point off Gilchrist. I thought Toulouse was great. He threw himself about. Gilchrist threw himself about a little bit, but he wasn't quite. He you know he didn't he wasn't quite as visible. Um, but then I guess you know you look at how the mall goes. That's a, you know that's Grant Gilchrist's bread and butter. Um, so I guess some of the you know some or a lot of the credit will have to. Have to go to go to him for that. How, how that went on the on the pitch, even with a you know even with a change in hooker, pretty pretty early on. Uh, yeah, uh, front row then. Um, Dell Brown and Bat was it Batiste Bergen Bergen started. Yep. Bergen started. Yeah. Um, I've I've been kind of boring here and giving them all sevens. Um, because the the scrum was um marmalising Canada throughout the game. Uh, whoever was starting there. Um. Um, Brown, he'd, he put one huge hit on Hassler. He was looking okay. Um, thankfully, it wasn't his head this time that got injured. Um, but uh, I, no, he, he looked quite good, so I gave him a seven. Um, same, with, same reason, really, with Ellen Bergen. Uh, scrum was working uh, rather supremely. Um, but there wasn't really a lot of... We didn't see a lot of close-quarter carrying from them or anything. Um, they defended manfully enough, um, but nothing, nothing sort of amazing. So I've given them all sevens. Yeah. Sorry for being boring. No, I think that's fair. I think again, there wasn't. I think again, it's probably good for Dell to get out there and and get a game under his belt, given how long he's been out for. Yeah. 
Well, he's been out since the yeah, last. Yeah, but also nearly to get his knee taken away from him. Ooh, yeah, he probably deserves an extra half point just for surviving high pretension of the knee. The, most of the game. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but I think those are probably fair marks. Did you? Have you? I mean, for me, the pick of the subs is probably. I would probably say, well, Hastings and Lewis Carmichael. I would think that was, yeah, he was well, quite exciting. We have to, so no, we have you, to no, Turner in there as well. Yeah, you're not going to signal like the hat trick hero. No, because it's hookers uh, shouldn't score hat tricks. That's <laughs> <laughs> not allowed. Even yeah, when, I mean, easy as that. Yeah, um, it's only Canada. He was hitting his, he was hitting his arrows. So that's one good thing because we know yeah. that because he got in the end of it all. So that was all right. Um, no, he did put a couple of big hits in. Um, a couple of good carries as well. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, he's another one that's been out injured for a while. So again, it's good to see yeah. him put in a performance like that in a Scotland shirt given you know, given he's not had the best... He, well, he, he, did he play the autumn test, didn't he? he was, was he first choice? I think so, yeah. He, he got injured again. He was he was doing well up until that... Um, was it not the sort of... Uh, the, the kind of... The block in American football terms to on uh, on a player in one of the one of the uh, Champions Cup games was it? Or he got yeah, he got binned uh, and then he got like a I think he got ban. yeah a cup, and then he came back straight back and and got injured straight away. Uh, I think and yeah, so but but before that he was going really well, so everyone would have been Stuart Stuart who, but uh, obviously we were a bit worried when the McAnally injury injury news came through. Uh, but yeah, I thought uh, Turner did a did a good job. Yeah. Um, anybody else that stand out for you otherwise in the subs? Um, uh, this, this Hastings boy, uh, who's his dad? I'm sure, I'm sure I recognise the surname from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it will remain a mystery. Forevermore. Yeah. Father battle. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, he's come from nowhere, really. Um, this Hastings lad, don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I I mean, he did. He did well. I, th- I think again, it, it comes back to what I was saying earlier. I think I'm not as worried about the Scotland ten shirt as we maybe were during the Six Nations. Yeah, I suppose the the worry is with a World Cup squad when you've only got sort of 31 guys and you're trying to guys like Rudy Jackson who can cover 10 and 15. Are possible, uh, yeah, and obviously Pete Horn, who's the kind of number one backup to Russell at the moment, um, are going to perhaps get a little bit more used than Adam Hastings, who at the moment is pretty much out and out ten. Although I think he may have played some fifteen in his time. I could just be making that up. No, he played fifteen for I want to say air, but I might be wrong. Someone will probably correct us on that. He definitely he turned out at fifteen when he first signed for Glasgow because I think the offside line covered it. Yeah, so I mean, you've got you've got a, he has a bit of versatility, but perhaps not as you know as um, a seasoned. And then there's obviously there's James Lang as well, who has played a bit of ten. Yeah. So guys like that might get the nod ahead of him into a, into a World Cup squad when you know you can't probably take Lang, Horn, Hastings, Jackson, and Russell. Um, but then if you, or, I suppose the guy, then if you view Russell as a because Russell can play centre. And yeah, he could for play Glasgow, well. so then yeah. that might rule out Jackson if you've got King yeah. on in the squad. If you take, yeah, I mean that those yeah, yeah those are the guys who are going to get the get the nod is the is the people who've got versatility across a couple of positions. Um, but yeah, I mean you could, I, from what Tooney's been saying, you know that he sees Lang as as the sort of 
12 that Scotland won, which presumably means that the sort of 12 Scotland won is a sort of second 5-8, um, which is why Horn's been tried there quite a lot. So it might be that he takes Hastings as a, as a pure 10 backup and sees Horn and Lang as, as centres. Yeah. Um, which then moves the sort of selection dilemma further out to 13, where you've suddenly got a giant traffic jam of people who you're trying to squeeze into one shirt. Hmm. Interesting times. Um, let's do head, heart and arse then. Um, Rory, your head. Um, that was a sensible effort, well executed and pretty much job, job done. Um, satisfactory. Could have been previous games against Canada have been a little bit squeakier than that. Could have been a, could have been a, you know, given the team that was selected, pretty inexperienced, pretty young, um, not really played together before. That could have been, could have been a, a tricky one. So you know, they went out and they, they put them away. To be fair, Canada were a little bit mint. Um, so you know, you, you can't, you can't take too much. But yeah, I would say, if you, to to start the tour, you would say, yeah, happy with that. Yeah, I've gone with something probably slightly more negative than that, which is I'm not sure what that game told us. Um, Canada probably yeah. aren't Canada aren't really what they were when we last played them because they're 21st in the world now. They've only really got DTH, Van der Merwe, maybe a couple of others. I mean, one of the guys is a professional CrossFit trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. Um, it's, it was a good way to blood a lot of youngsters, but it, it didn't really feel like it had the same intensity as a test match and I just want if you were to put out say a dirt track aside against oh, who is it we've got in our group in the World Cup now who's what's the European Japan, one Japan Russia and Russia. Russia so if you you know you put out a well ignore Russia but you know if you put out a dirt trackery team against don't know Japan Samoa. or Samoa and play like that then you're not going to win anywhere near as comfortably there just no. wasn't it wasn't, a, I suppose, a bit like what it wasn't a real test. It didn't feel like a real test match. It didn't really have that intensity, and I think we probably should have stuck more points on them, and we probably shouldn't have conceded as many as we did. But I might just be over, maybe overly negative. Yeah. It was See, what, what have you got left for your What have you got left for your arse, Cammy? Oh wait, wait, just wait till we get there. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for your head, Ian? I'm I'm going more along lines with uh, what Rory said. Um, yeah, they weren't a great team, but it was you know for a lot of young guys playing. I think John B said there was something like nine was there nine players that were under double digits in caps that started. Um, There's a lot of guys making their first starts. Um, you know, it's a comfortable, confident win. Um, you can see the Scotland were by far the the fitter team, even with a professional CrossFit guy in there. Because I think uh, it was a 24 minute mark, you could see. Um, the the cap the director for the footage was maybe Lars von Trier or something. So he seemed to linger on a close up of Evan Homestead about to vomit. Um, <laughs> that was after like twenty four minutes, so they were blown at their backsides quite early. Um, Scotland just you know, overran them. I think that's maybe why the substitutes looked so good was because the, the other boys had drained them so much. Yeah. Um. Hey, confident professional win. Yeah. Um. Go on then. In your heart then. Heart, it was fantastic to see uh, the young guys like Richie, uh, as we've mentioned before, Bradbury, you know, blasting uh, other, you know, more seasoned professionals out of the way and, and really putting their hands up um, because the back row is a very, very competitive area. Um, and also the fact that we were, we were 
winning set pieces and being more direct. You know, we've had this uh, Scotland have had this tag as being the, the fancy dance. You know, not earning the right to go wide. Um, but this was a lot more direct. Um, the set piece was uh, worked perfectly, although admittedly weak opposition. Um, so I think we should take a bit of solace in that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I've gone with something similar. I thought again, all the new caps played well and. I was I was actually trying to think. I don't think there's now any one position that you could say Scotland lack depth in now. After that, and that's that's a positive. Well, even ten. Well, even ten. When you think about like we were saying earlier, if you consider you've got Russell Hastings, who you know, I think that game showed that he's perfectly capable of playing at that level. You've got Lang, who can who was coming in at first receiver during that game. You've then got. Horn, I don't like Horn at ten. I know, I know, but but it's not. But like, if you're working down, if you're in a but World Cup with an injury such, crisis, working you know down, he's it. such a nice boy as well. I met him once, and it, he's such a nice guy. I, I don't say no. I don't, I don't think you should play ten. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, what did he say? Did he say yes? He and I agree. He, he absolutely did. But <laughs> this was before, no, this was before you know I was a, a famed rugby blog journalist, so you know he he didn't pay any attention to my criticism. To criticism. He will now, of course. Yeah, that's not like the time when I told Peter Hook that I thought World in Motion was a terrible song and he agreed with me. <laughs> um, but again, you've got, I mean, even then, after that, you've then got King Horn and Hog at 10. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, there's always yeah. that. But yeah, no, I, get, I thought Lewis Carmichael, I, I would like to see Carmichael get a start actually against the USA. I thought he, again, it was hard to tell whether or not he looked particularly impressive because Canada were absolutely spent by that point or whether or not do you know that? But that um, I think he, bar except from the try, uh, the uh, that fake that d- dummy he sold in oh. the eighty-third minute was <laughs> sublime. Yeah, yeah, and he's like he looks he, he's like the forward equivalent of Sean Maitland, as he just looks like he's running really, really slowly with like these huge lolloping sort of like bounds, like he's walking on the moon, but actually was covering a hat. He almost like just took one step and covered half the pitch ridiculous um but yeah I, i'm quite impressed with the depth that scotland have got now i think um john on the blog uh said carmichael bradbury and richie really put a marker down richie's improved immeasurably over the last year like the look of lang in the backs but no blame can be apportioned as this was a patchwork of back selection made more interesting by lang's injury who plays next week 10 next week will be interesting can't really understand the criticism of mcguigan Big and strong, excellent scorer of tries. Um, so that was John on the blog. Uh, Rory, your heart. Um, yeah, much, uh, much, much the same as, as what the guys guys have said. Um, I thought the pack, pack were pack were really good. Um, Turner's performance was great to see. A uh, bit of depth at hooker. Now that you know, now that that kind of the logjam behind Ross Ford is cleared, there's actually you know there's three guys genuinely challenging for the same shirt. I think we'd all agree that McAnally is probably the number one at the moment, but um, you know he he wasn't. It's not so long ago that he wasn't. So um, you can see that situation changing, and to have three guys, you probably need at least. I would say they usually take three in a, in a World Cup squad. So um, yeah, to to have three three young guys who are, who are all in form, um, I hope that can continue. Carmichael, I agree with what what you said about him. I'd love to see him get a start. Um, I think he's kind of very modern lock sort of you know then the well I want, I want to say in the Mario Toji mode but not really because um 
you know, he he's got he's got attitude or disciplinary issues, should we say? Um, but yeah, maybe like um, you know, a a Brody Retallick or one of these guys, you know, kind of fast and dynamic. Um, sort of, you know, Ben Tulis is is quite similar, but Carmichael's a wee bit, I guess, a wee bit slighter than that. He's young, but he's also got that experience of uh, you know Super Rugby and stuff. So yeah, he 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 and uh, Jamie Ritchie could be future future sort of Scotland legends in the making that we're just seeing seeing kick off their careers now. I uh, I like the uh, the Ross Ford log jam sounds like um a flume at a swimming pool. <laughs> in uh, in Selkirk. Yeah. <laughs> Selkirk coming on bots. Come and ride the Ross the Ross Ford log jam. <laughs> um Let's let's do us. I'll start. I mean, mine's is I, I couldn't really think of one. I just went with David Denton and Ben Tullis's hair. <laughs> yeah. Just just because they both look like they've walked off the set of a thorn a Thor porn parody. Um, <laughs> so then I just spent this afternoon thinking out the name of. Um, I've got I've got it. It's easy, but I don't know if we're allowed to say it. What say well, it? Surely, and... sure, surely it would be Thor Ragnarok. Oh no, that's good. I had, I had, I think we'll be all right with that. Um, I'm going with uh, Thor Ragnarok hard. Uh, yeah. I also had Thor, <laughs> and uh, it's a a, 70s one. yeah, and I had uh, Avengers Infinity Hor. <laughs> nice, that's good. Um, so yeah, um, I don't. I apologize that it's offended anybody, but um, I don't think there was anything that would. Uh, it's all innuendo. It's fine. Um, so uh, Rory, your ass then. Uh, my arse is the backs were worryingly, and I'm not sure if this is a word, I'd suspect it's not, uh, unclinical. Um, where was the chaos? The pack were good, we've mentioned that, but the backs actually, I mean, it was a makeshift backline, yeah, but um, they weren't, uh, they didn't have that cutting edge, they looked a little bit sort of, it was a bit pedestrian, mm. like um, like you were saying, they were attacking a little bit like how Scotland used to attack in the in the bad old days, um, I mean, there were some there were some bright spots. Um, Lang looked looks pretty good. He's a twelve that you know can distribute or take it to the line. Uh, Horn Horn does that quite a lot as well. He takes it to the line, but you always worry he's going to get broken when he when he goes into the contact. Um, and uh, yeah, um, you know there was a few Kinghorn getting held up over the line. There was a few. Scoring chances, you know, there were some more points out out there. Um, there's quite a lot of teams that put 50 points on Canada recently. I think Brazil might be one of them. Um, so, you know, we probably, as as Cami said, maybe should have scored a, scored a few more. But uh, yeah, that's probably nitpicking. Yeah, but that's that's what we're here to do. Uh, Ian, yeah, what, what are you, what are you, are you going to nitpick with your ass, so to speak? Oh, my my ass is going to pick out um now just like you were saying earlier it's only canada um <clears throat> i think it's very hard to gauge how good we actually were because canada were mince as you'd said it's you know they're far rude words you could use it was it was like when I, I did the zebra report for a game that was on televised and i was very effusive about adam hastings but after the game you're kind of thinking well what if he has to come up against someone hard on that as he will um yeah it was just a bit too easy um, is my concern. I think the USA will pose a sterner test, and obviously Argentina's the tough one. Um, but you know, we uh, it was a good it was a good win by a bunch of youngsters. Um, I think that's uh, what we can take from that at the end of the day. But it was only Canada. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, in a way, the fact we're we're not ha- you know, with all due respect to Canada and the USA, with the fact we're having to play Canada and the USA in the summer. 
is a throwback to the bad old days and where our standing was in the world. Whereas I think is it for Rory, you you were tweeting about this earlier. Is it from post World Cup? Yeah. Where we now mix are getting an opportunity to sort of mix it with. Yeah, twenty twenty. The, after the next World Cup, the, the calendar is sort of changing. Um, they're moving the summer tours to July uh, to try and, I think, allow the Super Rugby season to be finished um, before the summer, you know, before the um, the summer tours happen um, and sort of standardise, tidy up a, a bit of the, the kind of the various things that go on around the world. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, there's still going to be a three-week window um, and they're also... You know there'll be sort of mandatory tests for tier two nations who are you know depending on ranking and stuff. So I think we'll probably see more um, more tours that similar to what Wales are doing, where they're playing one against South Africa and then two against Argentina. I think there'll be there you know Scotland will get tours against New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, but there may be may only be sort of two match tours. I don't think um, maybe England have got the clout to negotiate three test tours, but I think um, you know World Rugby are trying to promote more more teams being involved because um, if you think about you know the big three Argentina I guess account as well now but traditionally the big three South Africa New Zealand Australia there's probably six at least teams um, and Argentina would have been back before they were got included in the gang in the southern hemisphere you know touring up to 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 go down to those uh, to those countries so you know the math just, just doesn't work out uh, and then you you know you want to grow the game in the Pacific Islands you want to grow the game um, you want to give Georgia and Italy um, better opportunities to tour so um, yeah I think uh, we'll see nobody really knows what the actual touring arrangements would be I'm guessing that um, that the uh, the big wigs are sort of hashing out deals as we speak and horse trading things for World Cup votes and all sorts of other conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy making headlines um, but yeah I mean there was an article that said you know we could be could be touring New Zealand as, as soon as 2020 I would I would doubt that but uh, yeah yeah uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see because it's been so I mean I don't think we've toured New Zealand since 2000 yeah when we got roundly humped so it'll be interesting to see how, uh, fun, fun, how we measure up now a fun fact about the Scotland tour to New Zealand in 2000 is, is that uh, Biggers played against Scotland on that tour <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he played for. I, can't, for? I don't know which. I don't know who it was for. I'm, I'll, I'll look it up while 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 we're speaking. But yeah, he um, he played for doing one of the provincial games that we you know because it was one of the it, it was back in the days of long tours. Yeah. You'd go right, you know, you'd have the you you would probably have dirt trackers that um, uh, two thousand summer. Oh no, I know who I look up. I'll look up that anyway. Um, what about any? Anyway, while I'm looking that up, um. Changes for um, changes for for America then uh, the US uh, Ian any I mean obviously th- there's going to be changes I've said that but anything uh, you'd want to see uh, well like I said earlier I would um, I'd imagine I would like to see Duncan Taylor finally pulling on a Scotland chart again yeah. um, I think it maybe depends on who's taking a bang or not um, I'm trying to think of who's in the squad. Um, but, Apart from Taylor, I can't think of anything massive. Maybe Hawk, obviously, back, coming yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Although, Kinghorn, he's, I mean, he had such a good domestic season, if you will. Um, can you really leave him out? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, because it's, it's almost like this is almost another development game. But if you treat it like a development game, then you run the risk of going into the game against Argentina, who are going to be fired up, possibly having been beaten by Wales at least once or more. Um 
kind of undercooked. Uh, they've obviously they've got the it's the the jaguars or the jaguares or how, the jaguars. How I don't know. Jaguares. Jaguares. Um, so you know they're all going to be massively familiar with each other. Um, so you don't really want to be suddenly putting a kind of undercooked team with Stuart Hogg, who's maybe on a different level to the rest of them, sort of in, and nobody knowing what anyone is, um, anyone's doing. So, yeah, um, not sure who, halfback's probably the, the question. I mean, there was a thought that maybe um, Horn might get a cap, but it probably looks like he's going to start now with Ali Price going home. Yeah. Um, so you'd imagine it'll probably be George Horn on at nine and um, Hidalgo so Klein on the bench. Then you, well, I suppose you could put his big brother outside him to, to ease him into the experience. I mean, the USA are probably going to, if nothing else, they're going to be physical. Um, they're going to come, hot. and it's hot. Yeah, they're going to come. You know, it's going to be one of those. This is this will probably be quite a, a quite a tough game physically. So that's the other thing is, do you, if you've got any kind of half injury risks, do you put them out there, and then face having to you know have a have a a weekend team going into Argentina do you keep any players back like Stuart Hogg for example um do you say okay Jimmy Ritchie you've done enough you're in the team we'll keep you um I mean I don't think we'll see McAnally until the Argentina game if at all um so you know he'll he'll be kept kept back but yeah I think we'll probably see another slightly makeshift backline but then with the squad pick you're always is always going to be a makeshift backline because yeah. it's half the top guys are missing so um yeah they'll 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 do what they do um i'd love to see duncan taylor back though that would be a good a good boost i think yeah um that's announced tomorrow as we're recording this um because yeah. it's tuesday now um the um it was nelson bays that biggest played for in the 2002 Nice. So there you go. I don't know. What, I can't. I, I haven't got time to look up the result. I can't work out. I can't work out how to get that page up on Wikipedia. But there you go. Um, so that was that's it for part one of this week's episode. Uh, do join us for part two, which is available to listen to now. Uh, in part two, we're going to be looking at Minnie Murrayfield, uncovering details of Adam Hastings' mysterious relatives, which we'll we'll we will Google that um, once we're off the air, see so if we can get to the bottom of it. Um, and we'll be getting in, stuck into the Keith Russell revelations. But for now, it's bye from me and goodbye from Rory and Ian. Goodbye. Bye.